You are listening to the Dayton Daily News, The Path Forward, where we discuss the most pressing issues facing our region and seek solutions. I'm your host, Dayton Daily News reporter, Jordan Laird. Local Ohio lawmakers are sponsoring a bill to ban hospitals, schools, and businesses from requiring or encouraging the COVID-19 vaccine or any other vaccine. This episode, I spoke with Dayton Daily News business reporter Lynn Halsey about what area employers are currently doing to require or incentivize the vaccine. Later, we'll talk about returning to the office as pandemic restrictions wind down. So, Lynn, the million-dollar question, can your employer require you to get the COVID vaccine? Yes. The U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission has made clear that employers can make that a condition of employment. Are there exceptions to the requirement? You have to make accommodations for religious objections and also disabilities, Um, but they have to be legitimate. Uh, Just not liking the idea of a vaccine doesn't count. But those accommodations are something that may mean, for instance, you have to work in an area of the building where nobody will be around you. You wear masking. You might have to work remote. Um, Companies do not want their employees getting sick. Will every company likely require the vaccine? That's doubtful. Uh, There are, uh, as you know, quite a lot of um, opinions about vaccines, and companies tend to, so far, have been making it voluntary. When I was talking to the guy that runs Ohio Business Roundtable, he said that none of their members, they have about 91 uh, members that are like chief executives of some of the state's biggest companies and most successful companies, and he said he didn't know of any that were actually making it mandatory at that time. And he anticipates that that is uh, fairly typical across the state. There are some, a, a nursing home operator, that operates facilities uh, across the state, including one in Warren County, has required all staff to get vaccinated. And there are companies that are making it uh, something that they'll give an incentive for. Uh, Kroger's is the one offering a $100 incentive if you get vaccinated. But for the most part, up till now, um, the business leaders tell me that companies are trying to go with making it voluntary, even though they could legally require it. And the same thing goes for new employees. Uh, You know, when you're applying for a job, one of the questions I asked was, is your vaccine card your golden ticket to getting hired? And um, you have to treat your people that you're uh, considering to hire the same as you would your employees. So you can't have a different standard and say, only hire people who are vaccinated. Um, But companies also view this as the key to the economic recovery, and they very much want their employees to be vaccinated so that we can return to some level of whatever normal is going to be, the new normal. CareSource, the chief executive, Earhart Prytower, uh, he he agreed to be filmed by our photographer as he got his vaccine. And he uh, sort of delivered a public service message. Excited to be here today to get my second shot. And hopefully everyone else does the same. So collectively we can get past all of this. 
In the last month, Pfizer and Moderna applied to the FDA for full approval for their COVID vaccines. That's a step up from the emergency use authorizations they already have. It's likely to take a while, maybe months, before the FDA makes a decision. Could that have any impact on employers' ability to require vaccines if they get full approval? It could. Uh, the military, for instance, requires vaccines that are fully, you know, the fully approved vaccines. They are at this point not requiring the COVID vaccine, but that could easily change once the full approval has gone through for these vaccinations. Uh, the same thing goes for school districts, which have long required uh, vaccinations for uh, various diseases before the child can enter school. So Lynn, what is that return to the office looking like? When is that happening? Companies are looking to try to move towards some sort of more normal and bring their employees back in maybe in June to August. Now, uh, when I did those interviews, it was uh, right before the CDC came out with the new mask uh, protocol safety standards. But I do not see companies moving those, those dates up. You know, I think that people are being sort of cautious while at the same time wanting to make sure that uh, they're able to accommodate the public's desire to buy things and go places and do all of those things. So let's talk about going back to the office, work in a post-COVID world. Is it ever going to be the same or exactly the same? Uh, it's important to remember that not everybody left the office. <laughs> they, they didn't leave their workplace. There are people who have come into work every day or every workday since this started because of the nature of their jobs, you know, grocery store workers, uh, healthcare workers, nurses and doctors, of course. Uh, the essential businesses, uh, factories and the like that made, say, parts for uh, medical supplies, those companies also never closed. So uh, places put in safety protocols um, and they updated their facilities so that employees wouldn't be, you know, shoulder to shoulder necessarily. They updated their manufacturing operations. A lot of plexiglass. Makes you wish you'd invested in plexiglass uh, in 2019. Um, and so what you'll see now is companies have spent this money in those workplaces and they're not going to go around tearing down the plexiglass. They're, pro they're not going to revamp their production line yet again so that people are um, working close shoulder to shoulder because that's another expense. Probably the most cru crucial thing that is going to change, and it will change, I think, at least the people I interview think, um, is this idea that working from home is, is actually working. You know, a lot of people thought, oh, you know, people are going to work from home and they're going to be goofing off. We can't trust them to get their work done. Productivity actually went up. You know, people talked about how the distractions of the office were gone and they love it. Um, and so I think that you will see that remote work continue and that's going to have some implications for cities that are getting income tax. Right now, uh, the income tax goes where it went before the pandemic. So if, you're, if your office was in downtown Dayton, uh, even though all your workers are at home right now, downtown Dayton, or Dayton continues to get the income tax um, because they made a, a special exception kind of thing. Once that all shakes out, it could be that you will only pay income tax in the town where you are working inside your home.
And so there are concerns that that could have a powerful implication on the center cities in particular if they lose a lot of um, employees who are no longer uh, working in that downtown office. So it also opens up the opportunity for people to come from elsewhere and stay wherever they live and work here. So Mile 2, which is a systems engineering company in Dayton, began hiring remotely. They, they had not really made much of an effort toward that, but during the pandemic, they tripled in size. Uh, Synchrony Financial, which is a major financial uh, services firm that was based in Kettering, they left their Kettering office. It was like 1,900 workers there. Um, and they left that office at the end of the year, uh, basically because they decided for the most part, everyone will remain re- working remote permanently. That They have changed their actual model. Um, now, that doesn't mean 1,900 people lost their job um, because they continue working. They're just working from home. And Kettering has to find another tenant for that business park office. Wow. Sounds like there are a lot of implications for the jobs and economy after COVID. Oh, absolutely. And the thing is, is nobody knows when after COVID's going to be, for sure. This has been the Dayton Daily News, The Path Forward. If you want to support local journalism like this, head to subscribe.daytondailynews.com. Lynn Halsey was my guest. I'm Jordan Laird. Join me next time as we discuss the most pressing issues facing our region.